Tim's News Explosion. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Tim's News Explosion on this Monday, the 28th of August, 2023. We are live on the Wilmsfront YouTube channel, the Wilmsfront Odyssey channel, and the Wilmsfront Rumble channel. Also, I've got Power Chats live, which I've put the link into the YouTube live chat. We can send through a direct donation with a message, and I'll read it out on the show it is 9 p.m here in melbourne victoria a new start time uh, this is because i want to watch the 8 p.m australia first streams uh, uh, which as uh, as had to be the case uh, both australia first shows are not live uh, t- uh, tonight Last week, uh, they, bo- they both were on at 8 o'clock. That is, uh, a, there's the Groper-aligned Australia First with uh, Gabrielle Mare, and then there's the White Australia First uh, with Michael Nelson. Uh, but they're both not on tonight, but from here on forward, Tim's News Explosion will be starting at 9pm on a Monday, which is the same start time as The Theorist with myself and Andy Nolch on a Tuesday. So 9pm is the new start time. The weather has been excellent, thankfully, here in in Melbourne. Spring has arrived early, uh, thankfully. It won't be too long until it's declared boiling. Uh, But let's start over in the the United States with uh, Donald Trump's mugshot of the century at the Fulton County Jail, which is a We're told a notorious uh, prison uh, with lots of really horrible prisoners there. That is Trump's mugshot, which you can now get on a mug and also on T-shirts. It has become a huge money money earner for the Trump campaign, Uh, already raised $7.1 billion. And uh, Trump's 18 uh, co-conspirators there are some of their mugshots so in the top left hand corner is rudy giuliani uh donald trump's personal lawyer uh sydney powell i remember she is the lawyer who made the initial accusations against smartmatic and dominion voting systems said she was going to release the kraken and uh, she is in the the top middle and then on the top right is mark meadows uh, Donald Trump's former chief of staff. The one smiling is uh, Jenna Ellis, another one of uh, Trump's campaign team. I'm not sure if she's related to the Ellis family, which is an extension of the Bush family. And Ryan Fletcher, formerly of the XYZ, he immortalized Trump's mugshot in a ca- ca- cartoon of his own. I've always won. And I'm going to continue to win. And that's the way it is. And now Trump has surrendered himself to the uh, uh, Fulton County 
jail or we should we should say courthouse a day after the first uh, u.s presidential uh, republican primary debate which was broadcast on fox fox news and now donald trump he didn't attend he instead well, it was it was pre-recorded but it was aired on uh, tucker on x his uh, sit-down interview with Tucker Carlson, which went for about around about an hour, and of course was was classic uh, Trump. One of the most memorable memorable lines is that uh, uh, crook, uh, "Crooked Joe is the only crooked now. Uh, Hillary's no longer crooked now." Well, she is obviously crooked, but Trump doesn't call it crooked Hillary as anymore. It's uh, crooked crooked Joe. And interestingly, we had we we finally heard from the uh, Ukrainian prosecutor that uh, that Joe Biden fired well demanded be fired unless uh, unless he would be leaving uh, Ukraine without giving that extra foreign aid and now the US Congress want to interview this uh, fired prosecutor but he's going to be denied a visa to to enter the United States that is just uh, oh well that strange coincidence there that is well so so strange there uh, now the the republican debate without trump uh, was pretty bland because you had all the cookie cut, cutter boring republicans there and now there was the the usual uh, put your hands up <laughs> uh, if you agree or disagree with this statement but this was the most memorable from brett bear one of the fox news moderators uh asking the candidates to to raise their hands if former president trump is convicted in a court of law would you still support him as your party's choice please raise your hand if you would Now, Vivek Ramaswamy, obviously, he uh, he was the the candidate on the stage who said all the things that uh, I like to hear and you like to hear. But that doesn't necessarily mean he, he he should be trusted if he was ever to become president to implement those. The hip hop artist Anomaly, who does political commentary on his YouTube and Instagram has done a well not really a deep dive but just told uh vivek's backstory that he got a a george funded soros a scholarship to to go to university and made his money in big pharma he has uh made contradictory statements in the past obviously i'd love to see ronald Rand paul uh, heading the the federal reserve uh, but would he be the type of person type of president who would keep his words like mention it uh, uh, now that he, he mentioned ron and Rand paul i would be if if one of those two was ever lucky to become president they would do they would fulfill all of their promises they were they would take on the deep state ferociously well they'd abolish most of the deep states there but obviously uh, trump he appointed horrible people to his uh cabinet that undermined him uh, such as john bolton who criticized his mugshot for really stupid reasons uh, so, and uh, trump he he, he let the deep state get to him too, too, too many times and maybe vivek uh, would as well uh, but he was the least least worst candidate on stage the 
One of the worst was, of course, uh, Nikki Haley. And uh, she really got triggered uh, when <laughs> Vivek Ramasamy said he would uh, cut off uh, aid to, to Ukraine and uh, Israel. America needs Israel. I've never heard that one before. Why does America need Israel? And so neocon Nikki, she was very triggered. Oh, you're abandoning our allies by not giving them uh, taxpayer money. I mean, this is the thing. The the United States writes checks to nearly every nation on the world. That's why it's called the the American empire. I mean, shouldn't uh, taxes paid by American citizens go to funding Americans and actual American uh, defenses, not the not, not the defenses of foreign nations. Uh, but uh, Nikki Haley got worse. Uh, she had the cringe woman line. Got, hold on, hold on. Hey, Governor Haley, would you like to respond? Are you so bought Brett, and paid what for? I would like to say is the fact that I think this is exactly why Margaret Thatcher said, if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. And Nick Fuentes had the best reaction. Shut the fuck up, bitch. And the the Babylon Bee, uh, they put out uh, Nikki Haley's uh, new uh, presidential campaign slogan, I am woman. Uh, So inspiring, said local woman, Alice Reasons. I think Nikki really hit on what sets her apart from the other candidates. According to campaign sources, Miss Haley plans to build her messaging going forward around the reality she's in fact a woman. I don't know if anyone has noticed this yet, but I am female. It's true, folks. I have two X chromosomes and everything. I'm someone who can give birth to children. I am woman. When asked exactly how being a woman made her the best candidate to be president, Miss Haley reminded the audience that she is a woman. This must be the slow class. Let me explain again. I am an adult human female. I do not I do not have a Y chromosome and my grip strength is terrible. I, Nikki Haley, I'm a woman. At publishing time, I confused Mac Walsh as called Nikki to see if he could ask her a few questions. I'm pretty sure that uh, Nikki Haley could give a straight answer to the question, what is a woman? Now, uh, after the the Republican uh, presidential debate, there was a race-hate mass shooting in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, so uh, this uh, so uh, this killer, Ryan uh, Palmita, uh, 21 uh, y- years old, uh, so he uh, he shot a woman in the car park near a what's it called a general dollar store, and then uh, shot uh, two men in inside the store. He uh, he killed uh, killed three black people before turning the gun on himself, and so it is. We were told that he chose a deliberately black neighborhood. Uh, this is uh, what a one of the police officials said because his manifesto was released immediately after the shooting. That these manifestos detail the shooter's disgusting ideology of hate. Plainly put. This shooting was racially motivated, and he hated black people. He wanted to kill niggers. 
That's the one and only time I'll use that word. I want to be very clear that there is absolutely no evidence that the shooter is part of any large group. We know that he acted completely alone. Now, because this happened in in Florida, uh, there has been the usual people saying, oh, this is the uh, the type of hateful environment uh, that Ron DeSantis' governor has fostered. Ron DeSantis released a video condemning the racist uh, shooter. But uh, this occurred last week. A a former uh, Florida state trooper, Travis uh, Ikaguchi, uh, fatally shot Laura Carlton. Yeah, this was in Los Angeles during a heated dispute over a pride flag. And uh, according uh, to his uh, social media accounts on X and on Gab, his, his posts were filled with bigoted anti-LGBT posts and posts showing an intense hatred for law enforcement long, uh, long before he murdered Carlton. So yes, he was a, a he was again. A, well, he was a Florida Highway Patrol uh, state trooper to be uh, specific in a firearms and active sh- uh, shooting instructor. And uh, one of his uh, tweets had a burning uh, LGBT flag. So another product of Ron DeSantis is Florida. Uh, now this is two in in one week uh, hate uh, killings there. So. I'm sure that's that they're, they're just coincidences and nothing to see here. Also, it's a coincidence that there's that new COVID uh, variant with 36 mutations, uh, BA 2.86 Parola. Uh, that's in addition to the Aries variant, which is EG1. Uh, but don't worry, uh, US uh, citizens. I, You'll have to put your masks back on, of course, uh, but Joe Biden has got super good boosters that he wants you all to take. President, can you say anything about the uptick of COVID cases and new variant? Yes, I can. Matter of fact, I signed off this morning on a proposal we have to present to the Congress a uh, request for additional funding for a new vaccine that is necessary, that works. And Tentatively, not decided finally yet. Tentatively, it is recommended that it would like to be recommended that everybody get it, no matter what they got before now. So all the shots before uh, the, these latest shots didn't work, but this one is definitely going to, to to work. And what does he mean, everyone? Everyone is going to be asked to get it. Is there going to be mandates again? Uh, Dawn Browning has said, we got his manifesto, the Jacksonville killer, but we can't get the mentally ill chicks manifesto. That's the trans man shooter at that school in Tennessee. Yes, we still haven't got that biological woman's manifesto. And now the new director of the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, Mandy Cohen, uh, she has also released a statement on this new variant. The CDC is closely tracking a new variant, which does have a number of changes or mutations that do make it distinct and different from the older versions of the virus. 
So we're working as fast as we can to understand this new variant and what impact it might have on how severe the COVID disease will get or how our, well our vaccines work against it. So this is one where you're going to need to stay tuned and check back for more information soon. Yes, stay tuned. Uh, Dawn Browning says, are Pfizer stocks down or summer? Yes, they definitely are down. And as uh, Ron Nielsen says, yes, Dawn, and so is Moderna's. Yes, they've got their, their updated uh, X, XBB vac uh, variant vaccines, but we don't know if these work against uh, BA 2.0. Eight, six, and now there is uh, more mask mandates being rolled out in the, the, the U.S. at colleges and hospitals. Are they really going to go back and expel people for not wearing a mask when they're walking through the, the corridors? Though, thankfully, back in Australia, uh, we continue uh, to roll back uh, mask, mask mandates. Uh, so last week, the New South Wales Health Minister, Ryan Park, uh, part of the new Men's Labor government, removed mask mandates in hospitals. And he was praised for this uh, by the, uh, the New, new South Wales ACT and Queensland Secretary of the Health Services Union, Jared Hayes. He, he said that Health workers across the country have upheld the highest standards to keep our community safe during COVID. Long after most had returned to business as usual, HSU members have been observing strict prevention and control measures in health settings and while providing care in the community, putting patient safety ahead of your own comfort. Yesterday, the Ministry of Health advised that they had reviewed the current alert level under the New South Wales IPAC framework for respiratory and COVID safe healthcare. On Wednesday, 30th of August, they were transitioned from yellow to foundational level. This main change involved that New South Wales staff will no longer be required to wear masks against all uh, clinical and patient-facing areas. This is a significant moment. It marks a point in time when we can take pride in HSU members' extraordinary work while remembering the difficulty and trauma that COVID has meant for so many. This revised alert level doesn't mean that we abandon commitment from all members of the community, nor does it mean you can't continue to protect the when it's feel necessary. Now, Jared Hayes for... Oh, since 2022 has said that we need to get back to normal. He's one of the 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 the, the most uh, sane uh, union leaders in the country. So he's actually happy that his union members don't have to wear masks anymore. Bruce Kibbe says, "Well, maybe I can see him. see a doctor now. Uh, well, there are still a lot of clinics who are have their own uh, mask mandates. Remember, even though it's been proven that masks don't stop respiratory viruses, well, it's been basically the 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 old evidence has come back again with the 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 Cochrane review that said mask mandates didn't uh, mask." haven't been proven uh, to, to stop COVID transmission. They work on mannequins in, in a lab, but not in real life, which is, which is the main thing. Uh, but uh, here in Australia, well, at least after, at least until after the voice referendum, I, the, the, the summer uh, fear or PSYOP that some will call it is going to be uh, the global boiling uh, bushfires. Uh, this is, the CEO of the National Council for Fire and Emergency Services, Rob Webb, talking about this summer. We're often asked at this time of the year, will it be as bad as late summer? But the strong retort is 
it doesn't need to be a black summer to be dangerous and it just makes common sense for people to be prepared to spend the time now to sit down with families and, and have a plan. We don't need any reminders given what's happened in the Northern Hemisphere, whether it be Greece, whether it be Canada, where we've had 700 Australian firefighters and other specialists over there, and of course the, the tragic conditions in Hawaii recently that um, beg a belief. So that, that the strong message from all of these leaders will be that plan and prepare. Yes, those fires in Greece, which have been lit by at least 79 uh, accused arsonists. That is extraordinary. Uh, 79 arrested for arson, uh, which have a which have claimed the lives of 20 people this week, uh, uh, which has uh, pushed the nation into a state of emergency. Civil Protector Minister Valisis Kalisis uh, called the arrested arsonists scum and accused them of endangering the lives of citizens and the nation's natural treasures. And also Spain is dealing with arsonists. I remember that during Black Summer, a then Liberal uh, Senator Conchetta Fioravanti-Wells, uh, she uh, she wanted uh, arsonists who were arrested, she wanted uh, the authorities to investigate whether they had links to any uh, climate action or environmental groups. And Lady of Shalott says, wait until they get cracking here this summer. Will they actually catch them here in Australia, these the, the, these arsonists? Uh, now, of course, there's been the, the fact checkers who say, oh, uh, uh, the, the fact that uh, a lot of these fires are deliberately lit doesn't disprove uh, that uh, warmer temperatures uh, will cause more bushfires. Well, proper backburning will will largely prevent bushfires that you can prevent bushfire bushfires that way with properly backburning uh, but obviously i uh, there is not for some reason not all backburning is done maybe deliberately for some nefarious reason so we shall see what happens this summer and if there are large bushfires uh, it should thoroughly be investigated what the 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 cause is of those those fires. Uh, obviously, the 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 first the first blame will be global boiling. Though I clearly remember uh, last uh, Black Summer uh, that uh, oh these uh, especially these kids who start uh, bushfires they don't realize that it's uh, super hot and that their fires are going to run away much more than they normally would in pre 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 uh, climate change time uh, now it's time uh, for the voice update Now, Anthony Albanese on Wednesday will an officially announce the referendum day. It is all but certain uh, to be Saturday, October the 14th, the same day as the New Zealand general election. Uh, so myself and Dewey DeBoer, we are going to be resurrecting Trad Tasman Talk uh, for a Super Saturday special covering both the New Zealand general election result and the Australian Voice referendum result. We will be starting at 5 p.m. Australian 
Eastern Daylight Time. It will be then, which is 7 p.m. New Zealand time. That's when the polls close in, in New Zealand. And we will have a rotating panel uh, throughout the night uh, covering uh, both results. Hopefully both results uh, go the way that, uh, that uh, we are hoping to. And now we heard from the Australian Electoral Commissioner, uh, Tom Rogers, last week. He was interviewed on Sky News. Now, a lot of us probably weren't actually thinking about what the referendum ballot paper will look like, uh, but it is going to be just uh, just one uh, box which uh, it's, it's it's which asks you this is going to be the the proposed change to the constitution and you have to and it asks you do you approve of the proposed alteration you have to write either yes in english if you agree or no in english if you agree but the electoral commissioner tom rogers uh, said this the australian electoral commission has confirmed that ticking the box on the referendum ballot paper rather than writing yes could count as a yes vote, but crosses won't be counted. The revelation by Commissioner Tom Rogers on Sky News prompted an outcry among some voters who say accepting ticks but not crosses could favour the yes campaign. Please make sure you rewrite on that box yes or no uh, in English. Now, there are some savings provisions, but I need to be very clear with people. Um, when we look at that, it is likely that a tick will be accepted um, as a formal vote uh, for yes, but a cross will not be accepted as a formal vote. The Electoral Commission confirmed today that while not all ticks will be accepted, all crosses will be deemed informal. Ultimately, the Commission says it will be up to the divisional returning officer at each ballot place to decide if a tick has made a voter's intentions clear. Does that effectively inflate the, the, the yes side? The no side might say, well, hang on, you're, it's a lower bar for the yes side? No, not at all, and they couldn't be taken that way, but that's why we're spending a lot of time talking to the community about what constitutes a valid vote. Uh, there'll be very clear information on the ballot paper in the polling place. We're spending a lot of time on that issue, uh, and what we're trying to do is to make sure under the legislation that when the voters' intent is clear, that those votes are included. Doesn't Tom Rogers, the electoral commissioner, look like a, a clone of Anthony Albanese? I mean, same head shape, same hair, and same sort of glasses. Now, no Australian under 40 will have voted in a, in a, in a constitutional referendum, uh, but probably over a majority of Australians would have, the, the last uh, public vote they would have participated in would have been the Australian Marriage Law Postal Survey in 2017, though that was run by the Australian Bureau of Statistics. And you will remember, if you voted in it, that, well, this was the question, should the law be changed to allow same-sex couples to marry? Uh, so there is a yes box and a no box, and you mark the, 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 the box that, well, you you want to vote for. So if you voted, if you want to vote yes to that, then you tick or cross yes. We have to mark one box clearly. And if you vote no, then you tick or cross or, or whatever. Pretty clear there. And this is how uh, New Zealand uh, frames its, uh, its uh, referendum questions. There's a yes, yes box and a no box. But 
in an Australian constitutional referendum, there's only one box. Is anyone already confused about this? And so, yeah, you have to physically write yes in English or no in English. And uh, Lady of Shalott uh, says, what if they can't write English? This is Australia after all. Uh, now, Tom Rogers has, uh, has said that uh, the reason they're counting a tick as a yes is because of the savings provision where a voter intention is clear. So if they write yes in or no in Chinese or some other language, or they vote Y or N, then clearly their intention is, is clear. I know that uh, uh, the Chris O'Keefe on, on 2GB asked one of the electoral uh, commissioners, not Tom Rogers, uh, what if you vote hell no or no way, will that still count? And he said, oh, I'm not going to go through every hypothetical, but they are pretty explicit on ticks and crosses. Now, Peter Dutton, the opposition leader, said, said that uh, Anthony Albanese from uh, day one has tried to rig this by allowing tax, tax deductibility for the yes side, but not the, the, the no side. And obviously, obviously got a national cabinet uh, to sign a, a document. He's got all the, the states and territories on side, including uh, the sole remaining uh, Tasmanian Liberal government, the last Liberal government in Tasmania. Now, apparently, the reason why we can only have one box is because, according to Anthony Green, the ABC's election analyst, uh, that in a 1991 uh, New South Wales referendum uh, held in conjunction with a state election, uh, there was 9% informal voting because there was a yes and a no box. But that was 32 years ago. I mean, the, as I said, last last uh, constitutional referendum was 1999, and we're having this vote on its own. Uh, so, and Peter Dutton said, "Look, we can. There's still time to change the legislation. That there could be a yes box and a no box. Make it much clearer." I mean, is is a lot of people confused here? I've tried to explain it to many people, and they are they are so confused. And on most forms, uh, you uh, questions you're given uh, uh, either to click or tick a yes or a no box. Uh, there's hardly any ever form where you actually have to physically write yes or no. Uh, so to make sure that I give you the correct information. If you, well, assume everyone in this audience wants to vote no. If you want to vote no, uh, you write N-O in that box, no, in English. So, uh, and also Peter Dutton, he has asked uh, for the, asked the ABC for the legal advice about why they accept uh, ticks, uh, but not uh, crosses. If you cr put a cross there, it'll be an invalid valid vote and will not count. And now Anthony Albanese uh, this, this week, uh, he is going to be announcing the referendum date at a grassroots uh, community rally in South Australia, which is uh, seen as a swing state. Uh, for the 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 referendum, because we sort of have a, a an electoral college system when it comes to uh, to referendums with a double majority, four out of uh, six 
six uh, states needed for a double majority. So it needs to be over 50% nationally and four out of six states. So the Yes campaign think that New South Wales, Victoria and Tasmania will get over the line. And so they need one more state and they reckon uh, South Australia. And uh, now Anthony Albanese, of course, he has got all of the major corporations on side. And uh, remember, uh, outgoing Qantas CEO Alan Joyce has uh, put the Yes campaign logo on Qantas planes. And uh, it's just by coincidence, Anthony Albanese's uh, government has uh, blocked uh, one of Qantas's rivals, Qatari Airways, uh, from uh, 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 from allowing it uh, an extra 28 uh, direct flights into Sydney every week, uh, which would have uh, increased competition, lower airfares, because airfares are sky high at the moment, pardon the fun pun. Uh, Qantas has got record profits. Remember, it got JobKeeper bailouts uh, during uh, covid but I'm sure it's just a coincidence that uh, that uh, Alan Joyce has, has, has put the, the Yes logo on the plane. Uh, <laughs> it's not related to the uh, Qatari Airways uh, denial application. And same with the AFL. I'm sure it's just a uh, coincidence that the AFL say, uh, said they were supporting the, the Yes campaign uh, after Anthony Albanese uh provided $240 million for the, the Hobart Stadium for the Tasmanian team, another $65 million for the upgrade of York Park. I'm sure it's a coincidence. I'm also uh, sure it's a coincidence that Anthony Albanese, his son, got membership of the, the Qantas uh, Chairman's Lounge, which, of course, is even, even more, uh, more uh, uh, prestigious than the Qantas Club. Nearly every politician is uh, given automatic membership of uh, the Chairman's Lounge. I'm surprised it's still called uh, the Chairman's Lounge. Uh, shouldn't it be the, uh, I don't know, the Captain's Lounge? Shouldn't be the, shouldn't be the, the, the Chairman's Lounge. Still very gendered. And Anthony Albanese yesterday, at a, he was talking about how much he loved mining and, of course, doesn't want to shut down the mining industry uh, in the energy transition. Well, uh, going to need to dig all those minerals out of the ground to build those wind turbines and solar panels. We're going to need to mine more. Anthony Albanese at a press conference was wearing a Rio Tinto uh, <laughs> branded shirt with his own name on it. It was made especially for him. Rio Tinto, again, is uh, supporting the voice, though that's probably uh, they feel guilty for blowing up those uh, sacred Aboriginal caves in 2017 by accident, which of course set in motion the process for those uh, disastrous Aboriginal cultural heritage laws in Western Australia, which have now thankfully been ditched. And now it is very, it, it's no, uh, there's no doubt in all of our minds here that if this voice gets up, then there is going to be indig the people who, Australians who claim uh, Indigenous identity uh, will uh, get extra rights and even they already get, they already have extra rights and special treatment. And there was another appalling example of a light sentence being dished out in Victoria, of course, in our Curie courts. Uh, we co uh, we have covered previously uh, that uh, that woman who killed 
a grandfather and blamed it on uh, four Africans. She was out on a full count of bail, had a suspended learner's permit, uh, but she was only uh, given she was only she'd only been given two and a half years uh, could be out in six months uh, because uh, she had recently reconnected uh, with her Aboriginal ancestry of course she looked very pale and had blonde hair you remember the the didgeridoo attack at the the 2022 Dreamtime at the G uh, match uh, where one of the performers unprovoked uh, attacked a man with a didgeridoo. Well, it ha the, there has been an outcome in the the Curie Court, and again, it is grossly inadequate. Good evening. A performer who bashed a footy fan with a didgeridoo outside the MCG has been sentenced to less than ten months jail. Jesse Gardner fractured the man's skull and eye socket, but his victim's family say they haven't seen any remorse. Court reporter Penelope Leish. Bruised, bleeding, but still alive. Daniel Arado's family will never escape the pain suffered after a night at the footy. We're lucky we, we're coming here today and not the cemetery, because that's how close it was with Daniel. Jesse Gardner was hired to take part in Dreamtime at the G last May, but instead performed outside the ground. After the match, he went after Daniel, bashing him with a didgeridoo in what police called an unprovoked attack. That was the Indigenous night. Daniel went there to support them and he got bashed by someone who he went to support. But during the hearing in the Koori Court, Gardner claimed another man was being racially abused. Daniel's the quietest guy. He would have been the last person there at that football on that Saturday night that wanted to cop this. The court heard Daniel needed six months to recover from a fractured skull and eye socket, bleeding on the brain and a broken nose. He couldn't work and had to have multiple operations. He and his family are traumatised. It's been very hard for myself, my daughter and my little grandson who loves him to bits. Jesse Gardner telling Daniel's loved ones, I am extremely sorry and do regret what I've done. I hope he doesn't have to keep going through it the rest of his life. Instead of looking us in the eye, he chose to look down at the floor. So that, to me, doesn't show he has remorse. It's just something he's saying because he has to. Well, on bail, Gardiner hit another man over the head with an extendable baton inside the Albion Hotel here in Dandenong. The magistrate calling his offending utterly disgraceful, saying it's lucky he didn't kill one of his victims. He's a bad person. Even the judge said, you know, like, you're a violent person. He's violent. Gardner, who's become a cultural advisor inside prison, will serve another two and a half months before being released on a community corrections order. The magistrate and elders will assess his progress. Little comfort for Daniel's family. You're a liar. Um, we, um, you nearly killed my grandson. Penelope Leish, Nine News. So he'll be out in two and a, two and a half months uh, because he's, what is that, a cultural advisor in, in prison and or apparently he's going to be supervised by elders in his community corrections order. But you just saw in that report, he's he, he already, he, while on bail, I attacked somebody else. And even if he did hear a racial slur in that crowd, that is no excuse uh, for physical violence. Verbal violence is not real and it doesn't justify verbal uh, violence so though there is a a, a man uh being uh charged for 
hurty words uh, towards uh, Lydia Thorpe, the now independent uh, senator. This uh, bro on Friday afternoon. Murder man's been charged by federal police over allegedly making threats towards Senator Lydia Thorpe. He'll face court in September for his alleged role in creating and publishing an offensive video online which included threats of violence against the outspoken politician. The maximum penalty is five years in jail. Now this relates to the Warriors for the Convict resistance Australia Day video in 2022 where they burnt an Aboriginal flag and in the background on the fence were these two signs one was Lydia Thorpe Abo Hoare and smallpox with uh, the the dots there for smallpox now the reason why there is that smallpox a sign is because uh, the British settlers brought with them smallpox, which decimated the Aboriginal population because it was a newly introduced disease, which they had no immunity to. So there was no threats of violence against Lydia Thorpe in that video, unless she uh, interprets uh, being called an abo whore as a threat of violence. And uh, now Australian Meditations, he has added himself as the man charged. He has written on his Telegram uh, channel, and I quote, he calls her Lydia Hope, complains about a video where she was called an abo whore on a poster. The Australian Federal Police told her the video is not illegal. She bitches and moans as usual. So the AFP clutch at straws to get me on the most ridiculous charge using a carriage service to offend, which is a federal offence. Despite it is only offence, the media and the AFP are claiming that the video contains violent threats. Now this is going to court, all because she felt offended and the AFP and the media are over-embellishing the severity of the situation while also supporting the biggest anti-white abo whore in Australia. They are doing this to this to add to the far-right extremism hysteria in order to justify more repressive laws and also to impress their abo-loving Jew bosses in Canberra to justify more funding, end of quote. Uh, so he will appear at the, the Melbourne Magistrates Court in its mid-September. If, if anyone can look up the exact date for me, I will... I will uh, confirm that because it will be, you will be able to view a, if you can't make it to the Melbourne Magistrates Court, you will be able to view a live stream of that, uh, that uh, court proceeding. It probably won't be dealt there, there, there on the day. There's all of these mentions. It's the 20th of uh, September. Uh, so there, there's always a, a link on the, the daily court listings there. Uh, but Lydia Thorpe, she has uh, threatened a she threatened a man in public outside that strip club. Remember, uh, she said to uh, one of the the white men outside that strip club, which she got banned from, uh, "You are marked." And we all know that she she hangs out with with bikies. Uh, when bikies say uh, you are marked, I mean it's pretty clear what they they say. I mean it could have easily been interpreted by that uh, that man who received it as a, as a threat. How come she's not being charged for that as well? And of course, uh, Lydia Thorpe. Well, her rap sheet is is huge. 
We don't uh, remember she had to be physically restrained by the Australian Federal Police that uh, she's running to over this uh, when she approached uh, Kelly J. Keane uh, at the Let Women Speak event in Canberra. Uh, Kelly J. Keane, uh, she is now suing the Victoria Liberal uh, Parliamentary Party team for defamation over the Let Women Speak Melbourne uh, event, uh, by the way. And also Lydia Thorpe, she claimed uh, that, uh, the, that, that her carry-on luggage uh, being being overweight and needed to be checked uh, she claims she was racially profiled and <laughs> and so she uh, this was by Vir- uh, this was by virgin uh, virgin Airways. so she claimed yes it was a ra- yeah, racist racist uh, luggage scales so she now only flies Qantas and of course she has a a chairman's uh, a chairman's lounge membership uh, as as well also, uh, during the the Queen's uh, the the day of mourning for the Queen, she dipped her hand in uh, in red blood, and uh, the Australian flag was was uh, burnt at that rally. Uh, but uh, the the all hell breaks loose when uh, the what's well, not even the Aboriginal flag; it's the Aboriginal rights flag that was designed by Harold Thomas in uh, in in 1971 which the australian government has bought as the official aboriginal flag so lydia thorpe she has been very aggressive and made what some people would consider uh, threats uh, to uh, uh, to people in the the the, the past and so this will be very interesting uh, to see, c- given that it is so flimsy uh, that, and she's an elected politician. I mean, you should be allowed to call uh, politicians that you don't like names. It's it's not a direct threat of violence, Lydia Thorpe Abohor. You can claim it's uh, that it's uh, offensive, or well, but it is certainly not a threat of violence, which is what the the media has reported. Uh, but this uh, law at a federal level shouldn't exist uh, using a carriage service to offend because offence is so objective and it carries a maximum of uh, five years in, in prison. It's very rarely used unless basically uh, they want to make an example of somebody hurting the feelings of a prominent person. Uh, Brucey Kibbit says, damn, I'm seven minutes back internet terrible again i hope it's not my internet i've still been having internet trouble and uh, now uh, going back to i mentioned uh, the victorian parliamentary leadership team uh, they are heralding a new dawn uh, because uh, the liberals uh, retained uh, the uh, seat of warrandite at uh, the at a by-election on saturday now the labor party did not contest because they probably knew that they were not going to do well uh so the liberal candidate nicole werner uh she got a 10 percent swing on primary and so one on primary 57.4 percent the greens came second with 18.6 percent primary the two party preferred was 71 percent to the liberals and 29 percent to the greens a 16.8 percent swing there 
Uh, so yes, this is a massive, massive shot in the arm for uh, John Pesciuto's uh, leadership. He is still uh, fighting uh, the law- uh, defamation lawsuit brought against by Maura Deeming, who he expelled from the parliamentary liberal team, or well, got her expelled on the second attempt uh, after uh, after she attended the Let Women Speak event in Melbourne, where the National Socialist Network turned up. But of course, uh, things aren't going well for Dan Andrews as well. There is the there is now two uh, inquiries into uh, Dan's cancelling of the the Commonwealth Games and uh, giving uh, three hundred and eighty million dollars of Victorian taxpayers' money to the Commonwealth Games Federation in compensation to not put on the games. Uh, so the federal uh, federal inquiry kicked off today for former sports minister Martin Bakula is now retired. He testified. Uh, now, I, those uh, ministers and former ministers who are going to be appearing are being directed to say cabinet in confidence. And remember that it seems like Dan Andrews got written into that uh, joint statement that, oh, we can't comment on the settlement uh, because of, well, it's uh, commercial in confidence. Uh, type of bullshit uh, that governments always use. And also, I Dan Andrews, it is it's looking like it's a bit harder uh, for here <laughs> uh, for him to make uh, Will Fowles, the his uh, his own uh, MP, who he kicked out of the the Victorian Liberal uh, Victorian Labor parliamentary team. Will Fowles uh, appeared before a a branch meeting of the the Labour Party in Ringwood and uh, he defended himself and he said it's important that my local members hear directly from me what has occurred in recent weeks that characterization may not be entirely accurate but it's true I or express my dissatisfaction with my treatment given the police have received no complaint there is no investigation I've been provided with no further detail my focus is now solely on my work with my constituents and my responsibilities to my family sent a legal note to uh, Dan Andrews uh, saying that he 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 had a right a right to the presumption of innocence and uh, but uh, Dan Andrews deemed the complaint um so it says here that uh, Mr. Andrews has been scathing Mr. Fowles in recent week and said it was not unacceptable for him to remain a member of the Parliamentary Labor Party. He has also judged the complaint made by Mr. Fowles as credible and commented on the safety of staff. And uh, now it apparently didn't occur in a Parliament House, but in a hotel in the CBD. And Interesting. After Will Fowles made that legal note, and also uh, also uh, that appearance at the Labor branch meeting, Victoria Police are all of a sudden investigating. And it's this was in the Herald Sun that at a meeting of Labor's female caucus last week, Daniel Andrews and other senior figures are understood to have addressed a, a sleazy culture in Parliament. Uh, so there is one uh, one. One senior minister reportedly told colleagues, I'm sorry if this is uncomfortable and I hate to point out the elephant in the room, but we know some of you are sleeping with your staff and it's a misuse of power. All the young women are coming out. Some are internally reporting it. Others are boasting about it. There is a cultural issue within the party. It's one of these things they've turned a blind eye 
Senior Labor figures said women were now speaking about the cultural issue after allegations of sexual assault were levied at Labor MP Will Fowles. Last year, Dustin Hale, who Mr Fowles replaced, resigned after being embroiled broiled in his own parliamentary sex scandal, accused of having sex in his parliamentary office. Uh, so there is uh, currently, if we go further further down here, there are uh, there are three MPs who are allegedly sleeping with staff members. One MP is understood to have been repeatedly put on notice about his behaviour, with another warned over his drinking and sexual exploits within the parliament. Remember, this is the the feminist uh, government of of Dan Andrews that uh, that has that uh, brags about. Uh, equal representation in the cabinet of men and women, even though Dan probably can't define a woman. He defines women that he doesn't like as that person. And, uh, well, the internal Labor Party hasn't even been cleaned up despite the intervention after the Adam Sumirak, uh branch stacking sting by Nick McKenzie on 60 Minutes in 2020. Uh, so Dan Andrews keeps Somriak out immediately, but he is standing up for his factional ally, Lily D'Ambrosio, who in a South Layla, uh, Layla South branch, two dead people uh, were on the, 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 the Labor Party membership rolls uh, for two years. Uh, but uh, John Thwaites, uh, the former uh, Labor Deputy Premier, his internal probe, uh, said that uh, they couldn't identify uh, who, uh, who 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 had these dead people as members and who forged their signatures. Just like Dan couldn't, uh, it could never be found out uh, who the who 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 was responsible uh, for hiring the the hotel quarantine guards that slept with returning travellers, which of course spread COVID uh, during the uh, the second wave in Melbourne, which led to Dan Andrews implementing what was then uh, the world's uh, strictest lockdown. And also uh, the, the uh, a number of unions, uh, the uh, building industry uh, group, uh, they have put out a joint statement, the Electrical Trades Union, the CFMEU Victoria, the Metal Workers Union and the Plumbers Union. They are threatening to ban Dan Andrews and his ministers from doing press conferences on their own big build project uh, for well uh, for doing a a prid pro quo uh, with the Animal Justice Party to ban uh, duck hunting next year. I mean, good on these unions for standing up for their members' rights uh, for uh, outdoor recreation. It says here that they work hard and are entitled to outdoor recreation and we support their right to uh, protest uh, for their uh, to maintain their outdoor recreation rights there. Uh, obviously, these unions didn't stand up uh, to the Dan Andrews government when it came to uh, the COVID vaccine mandates but at least they and it's again it's sort of the culture clash between the the new progressive a labor inner city elite class and the old working class that used to support labor now lady of shallot in the chat has said did you see the clip of julia gillard being unable to say what a woman is worst pm ever and that's really saying something australian against the agenda made a video of it yes i will play that for you now a uh, julie gillard was asked what she she termed a gotcha question uh, but it is a really simple question and well this is just the first part 
of Julia Gillard attempting to answer, what is a woman? Uh, we have the next question here. But please get ready on this side of the room. I'm going to start <laughs> swapping back. Hello, my name is Biddy O'Loughlin. Thank you for holding this event. What is a woman? And do you agree with Queensland's Attorney General Minister for Women, Sharon Fentiman, that trans women are women, and with the UK's leader of the Labor Party, Sir Keir Starmer, that some women have a penis? Look, I am um, very happy to answer your question, but I, I do worry that, and, and I, I should just say, I um, spend around half of each year in the UK. And in the UK, this has turned into a kind of got-you parlour game. So if you're listening to the radio, um, you, you literally there'll be some person on there from London City Council who's trying to tell you why the traffic's not going to flow well that day, um, and the journal will be saying, and can you tell me what a woman is, um, to try and create these gotcha moments. And I think we've just got to move away from all of that and just come at this once again from first principles and say to ourselves, um, we as a community are full of people with diverse stories and diverse life experiences. Amongst that rich diversity, which as Francis says, is powerful, uh, there are a number of people who genuinely believe that they are trapped in the wrong body and they want to be recognised as the gender that their mind, mind and soul have always told them that they are. And that doesn't go one way, it goes both ways. Um, you know, uh, uh, people who have transitioned from being men to being women and women who have transitioned to being men. And I think we've just got to say, like we'd want to show everybody else in the community, uh, love, inclusion and respect, we should do that. Uh, Senator Slayer says, everybody be careful what you say about Gillard. You don't want to get charged for offending her. You remember when she was Prime Minister, any criticism of her was misogyny. I remember Tony Abbott was called a misogynist uh, for looking at his watch. And remember, there was all that mass hysteria over that uh, sign at the signs at the anti-carbon tax rally that said, uh, uh, Julia Dillard, uh, Bob Brown's bitch, uh, ditch the witch. But even though uh, she is recognised as Australia's first female prime minister, she can't define what a woman is now <laughs> she said she'd answer the question that's two minutes of waffling let's see how she does because <laughs> it went on for a bit longer here this is part two as the gender that their mind had mind and soul have always told them that they are and that doesn't go one way it goes both ways um you know uh uh people who have transitioned from being men to being women and women who have transitioned to being men. And I think we've just got to say, like we'd want to show everybody else in the community, uh, love, inclusion and respect, we should do that for each of those individuals. And then there are a set of issues that need to be thought through about uh, uh, prison arrangements, about fairness in elite sport, 
uh, those sorts of things that we're up to thinking about and working through uh, if we try and we try and do it inclusively. Uh, and, you know, the most people in their lives um, won't uh, end up playing elite sport. Most people in their lives won't end up in prison. Um, most people in their lives will encounter at some point um, someone who is a transsexual person, and I think what really counts is the openness and the spirit of inclusion about the way that you encounter them. And I, having uh, certainly uh, met and known, appeared on, on stage with um, uh, transsexual women, uh, believe that part of that inclusion is referring to them the way they want to be referred to, using the pronouns that they want to be used, want to have used about them. Um, I would seek to do that in that circumstance. I would seek to do it uh, when I was meeting someone from an uh, ethnically diverse background, if there was a particular way that they wanted to um, be referred to, to have their ethnicity referred to, then I would adopt that way, and so the list goes on. And I think if we can do all of that, we can kind of take the temperature out of this, and I think the temperature is being created for political reasons often, not because it's inherent in the discussion. Next question. Now, even uh, Julie Gillard's uh, Transport Minister, uh, now Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, even he can give a straight <laughs> three-word answer to the question, what is a woman? adult human female, yet she waffled for four minutes and didn't answer the, the question. I mean, it's extraordinary to, to, to watch there. And as P. Cosman said, she's just giving a woke sermon now. Uh, she was also Australia's first atheist prime minister, yet she, she's basically describing, was it mind and soul gender, a, basically a, a, a new religion there. I mean, and now I st I still think that Rudd uh, was worse. I mean, I remember I was so grateful that Julie Gillard, when she was deposed by Rudd, uh, we don't have to hear about misogyny anymore, but then uh, Rudd was his usual, absolutely annoying, pretentious self and <laughs> remembered why I hated Rudd so much. And now he is over in representing us in the, the US now, but he was back in Australia uh, for the unveiling of his uh, parliamentary photo. Uh, now, staying on the uh, the, the woman uh, question, uh, now there has been a, another uh, real-life uh, Miss Man uh, teacher. Uh, if you remember Miss Man from the scary movie original uh, who was uh, keeping a, a, a talking to Cindy Campbell about uh, we all have our little secrets and appeared obsessed uh, with uh, sniffing women's panties and uh, said to Cindy Campbell, take off your bra if you like. Uh, so this, uh, this high school in Pennsylvania, Gettysburg Area High School, this is from the Turf website, Redux, they are considering uh, reinstating uh, this uh, uh, transgender uh, speaker, uh, transgender teacher, I should say, Sasha Yates, born David, uh, 
Uh, so she was uh, suspended I, uh, for alleged uh, because she was subject of complaint after, and they they use the biological uh, uh, pronouns here on Redux. He frequented the girls' locker rooms and bathrooms on several occasions. Two separate incidents in September of 2022, when Yates undressing in the girls' locker room. And it also says that uh, in the uh, that uh, shortly after Yates began identifying as female using women's facilities, he stripped down to bra and panties in the girls' locker room where the team soccer uh, team was changing, and also allegedly asked them about their bra and panties. Absolutely gross there. So yes, another real life Miss Man uh, that movie from 2000 that comedy movie is now becoming a documentary i now back to uh australian politics specifically new south wales uh politics so there was the the breakup of pauline hansen and mark latham mark latham and uh rod roberts have uh, quit the one nation party i Mark Latham tabled a letter in uh, the New South Wales Legislative Council alleging the party tried to funnel money from the New South Wales Electoral uh, Commission uh, and uh, into using the pun uh, using the funds for party merchandise into it. He said in September 2021, I was alerted to a problem in the management of New South Wales One Nation. The letter reads, payments from the New South Wales Electoral Commission administration have been redirected to the party's Brisbane office, where in turn they'd been used to purchase conveyor belts and other fixed equipment and Pauline Hanson's One Nation merchandise. Uh, now Pauline Hanson uh, rejects uh, these allegations of misappropriation. Uh, she put out uh, two, two statements. And she says that uh, the reason why uh, there was this uh, takeover of uh, the New South Wales executive uh, was because of the the poor uh, showing in the 2023 New South Wales state election. And she has also, and she says she utterly rejects the allegations made by individuals on the protection of parliamentary privilege and said that the party's finances in both New South Wales and nationally were subjected to regular audits by chartered accounts in New South Wales and Australia Electoral Commission. And she also put out a, another statement uh, where she said, uh, bring on the investigation and uh, have called on Mark Latham and Rob Roberts to resign from Parliament uh, when One Nation was exonerated. I'm confident One Nation's finances are in order and in compliance, we will happily cooperate with any investigation or inquiry. It is not our integrity that is in question. So this is incredibly sad uh, for the uh, for the cause of Australian nationalism. But Mark Latham, he uh, it's been pretty clear, he, he was pretty clear when he joined One Nation that he wanted the party to be a civic nationalist party. Remember in the 2023 state election, he uh, had a lot of Indian candidates and volunteers, but didn't translate into votes. That was quite a flop there. We don't know where, whether Mark Latham or Rod Roberts will form a party of their own. Mark Latham is in the New South Wales Upper House for another eight years, Rod Roberts for another four years. Uh, but yes, uh, this is quite the mess.
uh, as soon as I said, when did this happen, lol, I missed the whole story. It happened happened last week. Now let's go over to the UK, uh, where the uh, law, the mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, obviously wanting to become more unpopular, is proceeding uh, with his ultra low emission zone uh, expansion, and he uh, can't understand uh, why uh, there is uh, such opposition uh, to ULES, uh, and uh, said it's part of the, uh, the 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 people who are criticizing him are part of the same conspiracy theorists uh, who uh, were against uh, COVID uh, lockdowns. I didn't expect for there to be you know uh, people linking. Uh, my policies to clean up the air with conspiracy theories. Uh, you know, I, I did expect people to have genuine concerns, and I've been listening to those genuine concerns. I, I didn't expect, you know, this to be weaponized uh, by others who you and I have exchanged with who didn't believe COVID was real, believed in conspiracy theories, and uh, so forth. Uh, so, you know, the challenge I have is to listen to, and I, I will always listen in, listen to Londoners. I will always try and address genuine concerns uh, Londoners uh, have, but I have been surprised how they've been latched onto. Uh, bye, bye. And now, meanwhile, the Ulay's Blade Runners, uh, those, uh, you, uh, what would you would you call them, vigilantes, uh, continue to take down uh, the the Ulay's cameras all around London. This was the the the, the latest, uh, well, you could sort of say uh, Batman type <laughs> uh, type uh, citizen uh, captured. <laughs> now, the Daily Mail has uh, reported that in uh, southeast London, nine out of ten Ulysses cameras have been vandalized with just 29 out of 185 still operational in Sydney, four intact in Bromley, and just one working on the whole of A225. I don't know geography of southeast London that well, but I'm sure uh, the Brits in my chat uh, will, will know where uh, that is. Uh, Lady of Shalott uh, uh, states here that he will never be voted out all the immigrants vote for him in London. He is facing a mayoral election next year. Uh, well, he doesn't like uh, that uh, there's uh, so many whites in in London. Uh, this was uh, this was quite overt. This anti-whiteism. So. Uh, this is from the Daily Skeptic. Official guidelines reveal anti-white racism of Sadiq Khan's branding uh, ca campaign. Uh, so the mayor of London has been urged to apologise after official guidelines said uh, such a photo should not be used when promoting Khan or Greater London Authority. This photo of a white family. The picture of a mother and father with their son and daughter beside the, the Thames appeared in Lookbook Mayor of London brand guidelines that was published on the Federal City Hall website. It was captioned, doesn't represent real Londoners. The guidelines uh, uh, give advice on showing the mayor in the best light and say official photos should reflect a recognisable and real and diverse London. 
document was taken down after its contents were highlighted on the Mail on Sunday. An official for the mayor said the photo caption was added by a staff member in error. Oh, of course it was an error and doesn't reflect the view of the mayor or Greater London Authority. The document is being reviewed to ensure language and guideline, guidance is appropriate. Susan Hall, the Tory candidate to be mayor, called for an apology. She said all Londoners are real Londoners no matter their ethnicity and Sadiq Khan needs to apologize and stop these desperate politically motivated attempts to divide the people. And so the, in case you need reminding, the 221 census showed that London, uh, that 46.2% uh, uh, of residents identified with Asian, Black, mixed or other ethnic groups, while British residents accounted for 36.8% of the population with a further 70% saying they were white ethnic minorities. So yes, uh, Sadiq Khan, he's uh, cleaning up the air and cleaning out the white people, it seems. Now, I've, we, even though the FIFA Women's uh, World Cup ended, uh, ended last, uh, last Sunday, uh, there is, is still the fallout uh, from Kissgate uh, because in, well, a, in, in a, a passionate, uh, uh, display, uh, well, a affectionate display of, of joy, uh, the, uh, the head of the Spanish F FA, Luis Rubales, uh, he has been uh, suspended by FIFA for 90 days uh, while they, investigate uh his uh kiss on the the lips of uh of uh, uh, one of the the winning winning players i'll make sure that i get the the the, the players uh, uh, so it is which player which player did he kiss uh jennifer hermoso is is who is 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 who he kissed uh so even though she said oh she uh didn't mind it at the time they're 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 friends uh then she said she didn't like it and now uh there is the almost the entire uh spanish uh women's squad is now boycotting the team the manager who the players revolted against before the world cup has said he should stand down he believes that uh, the the head of the, the the spanish fa he's the victim of a feminist uh, witch hunt of course the sjw politicians in spain have uh, piled on now spain i uh, it's one of the the the, the romance uh, nations along with uh, portugal italy and france they are much more affectionate there uh, which includes uh, a can include kiss on the lips as well in the latin countries which have spanish and uh, Portuguese heritage. They are also very affectionate nations. Uh, but uh, this happened in uh, England. Uh, the the winning jockey in uh, male jockey in uh, one of the the races, uh, Sean Kirane. He was uh, yeah un. <laughs> Uh, 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 he was uh, in the moment after winning, kissed on the lips by the female owner Jolene. <laughs> uh, so, how come she's not going to be destroyed and not going to be kicked out of of racing in England? I mean, yes, it was probably a bit too much, uh, but he got carried away at the moment. They were friends. I uh, like. I wouldn't like to be a, a suddenly kissed on the lips, but maybe in a 
if it was like, uh, but who knows in those joyous moments, somebody could go a bit nuts and do something like that for you. Uh, the women in the chat say if there was a, a just an insane moment of joy, I, would you hold it against a man if he kissed you on the lips and he wasn't, uh, wasn't your husband? Let me know in the chat, in the chat, uh, Larrikin, they, they want his job replaced with a, a woman. Now, also, uh, there has been uh, the freak uh, plane crash accident of the, the former uh, Wagner uh, Group chief, uh, Yegri uh, Brzezikin, uh, who, of course, led that uh, failed, uh, failed coup against Vladimir Putin. He died in a, in a plane crash. It's just a, just a, just a freak accident, like, like when JFK, uh, JFK Jr. died, died in a plane crash uh, when he was challenging Hillary Clinton for the Democrat uh, 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 nomination to be in the, the U.S. Uh, Senate. So yes, that was big news uh, this this past week, and also India being the, the first nation to land on the the South Pole of the Moon. Now, if you are a, a Sydney cider, there is a quite an interesting event coming up in two weeks' time on Tuesday, the 12th of September at uh, 6pm at the Sydney Mechanics School of Arts, a roundtable forum, Mass Immigration and the Nation State. Uh, so uh, Professor Gigi Foster, who's been a guest on uh, Wilmsfront, a behavioural economist, will be on the panel. Uh, Dr. Frank Frank Salter, Social Technologies. I ha he is um, he has been a, a One Nation uh, a supporter. He might have been a member in the in the past. So he's been around for many many years as a, a nationalist advocate. And uh, Dr. Jane O'Sullivan from Sustainable Population Australia. I haven't heard of her, but uh, she would certainly be interesting to, to hear from there. So if you're in Sydney, uh, would be like an interesting event. So you go to westernheritage.org.au. Now I'll be live with uh, Andy Nolch tomorrow night uh, for The Theorist, 9pm Melbourne time on the Theorist YouTube channel. I will put the, the Theorist's link into uh, the YouTube chat to make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure if you haven't uh, already subscribed to all the Unshackled channels, including the Wilmsfront channel, always click the bell to allow notifications and any video you watch, give a like, thumbs up and comment below uh, because it all helps with the algorithm. And remember, if you want to uh, support the Unshackled Productions, and our work, uh, but don't want to send through a super chat. Uh, you can take out a premium membership at theunshackled.net slash membership, bronze $5 per month, silver $10 per month, gold $25 per month, platinum $50 per month. Lady of Shalot says, uh, pronunciation of Russian names is not Tim's strong point. This is not the, I, I mispronounce all names, even English names. I can mis mispronounce from from time to time. It's it's something that I'm well known for and often am mocked for. Thank you, everyone, for watching tonight and your contributions. I will see you all tomorrow night for the the theorists. Make sure you stay safe, stay sane.
uh, make sure that uh, you stay uh, uh, stay not too not <laughs> not too cold and not too hot because well in Melbourne the weather's improving but it's still very cold at at night time as as well. Uh, tomorrow night on um, the theorists, we'll be discussing more about uh, dodgy Dan Andrews, including well, he's still he. There is another untruth uncovered about uh, what he was doing before his wife Kath hit that uh, teenage cyclist in 2013. So we'd be discussing that uh, t- tomorrow night, and uh, also a, a one of a Joe Biden's interesting. Uh, tweets about uh, being laser focused on uh, the Hawaiian Islands uh, fire recovery, but that's tomorrow night. Good night, everybody. Tim's news explosion. 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 Tim's news explosion.